his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Friday afternoon, it really is. I'm gazing out the uh, official weather window here at the Plaque Shack. Absolutely gorgeous. Get some outside time in uh, today and I guess early tomorrow. And then we've got rain. Could be rain one way or another for like 10 days. So it's going to be a little damp. Enjoy it uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, I've been following the Alec Baldwin case. Now, I'm not an Alec Baldwin fan. I'm going to be very clear on you. But I'm somebody who is pretty comfortable on the... uh, on the firing range, right? And I I have an understanding of how firearms work. And so I have heard Alec Baldwin since day one pitching just what I think is a bunch of crap. And I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe it's different on movie sets. Who's really in charge of all this stuff? And and, and who would have a good insight? So it occurred to me that Bobby Chacon, who had, to put it mildly, a rather distinguished career with the FBI, uh, retired from the FBI. He's an attorney as well because he's your classic overachiever. And then he goes out to Hollywood and he's involved in all sorts of uh, television shows and movies. And he has been an advisor on these issues on the set. So I reached out to him. I'm so happy he's uh, been able to make some time for us. Bobby, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I know how, uh, how how busy your schedule is, so let's jump right into this. Give us a little bit of background uh, about the television, the movies that you've been involved with in this technical advisor role. Well, I've been involved, involved in two major um, network TV series. One was called Chris, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, which I starred Gary Sinise and um, Alana De La Garza. Um, and then when that was off for two seasons, I switched over to the regular Criminal Minds that everybody knew for 15 years. Um, and I was on that show for the last two years uh, writing. But the, my initial foray was as a tech advisor, like you said, on set, which means my job was to work with the director, the writer, and the actors in how to best portray FBI agents on screen. And that a lot of that included, because they don't need my help in acting, but a lot of that included how to handle a weapon, how to hold a weapon, how to address uh, somebody next to you that's holding a weapon, crossfire issues and things like that. So you always, um, and so obviously part and parcel of that activity is handling both the prop weapons, uh, the, the practice weapons, you know, um, that come along with it. They don't use real weapons on set. Right. Um, they use sometimes weapons that can fire blanks, sometimes just basically toys that look like real uh, guns. Um, and so, that was my experience in working, and I, you know, the, the actors used to almost chide me for it because I hammered into them the four 
basic tenets of firearms safety, right? Treat every weapon as if it's loaded, never point the gun at something you're not willing to kill and destroy, never put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to fire the gun, and then know where your target is and what's beyond it. Those four are so, they're like the four commandments of firearm safety. They're they're just a start, but if you follow those four, 95% of accidental firearms incidents will be prevented. And from my understanding, Alec Baldwin violated every damn one of them. That's right. Um, and, and, you know, responsibility always lies in the last person in the chain of events that led to an actual incident, right? So there are other people that Alec Baldwin has been vilifying, and so partially rightfully so. There is a line of people who are negligent in this case. That's the armor from the armor to the first assistant director, to Alec Baldwin himself. They all have to share in the responsibility. This is something that if any one of those three people would have practiced just basic firearm safety protocols, this accident would not have happened. Bobby Chacon is joining us. He's a uh, retired FBI agent. He's an attorney. He's an amazing and uh, highly sought-after writer in Hollywood. Uh so, Bobby, you take a look at this. Alec Baldwin, since day one, is operating, I guess, under this self-imposed delusion. He continues to say, well, I didn't pull the trigger. And the FBI lab says, yeah, actually, you did. Yeah, you know, I actually, I, you know, after the report came out last week from the FBI laboratory, so the gun was sent to the FBI laboratory, our ballistics department in the FBI laboratory, and they did a series of tests on it. Now, this is an older weapon. It's a replica of a very old weapon from the 1800s. So it's not like a lot of things we see or that I've ever shot. Um, But in a lot of these Western movies, a lot of the actors like having a real gun or at least a gun that mimics a real gun to the extent, for example, a lot of them don't like the plastic guns because it doesn't feel right in your hand. It doesn't feel heavy enough and stuff. So when you're acting, um, the more you can create reality, the better. And so they create these replicas, which are almost just like a real gun. And sometimes, like in this case, they're supposed to fire blanks for the camera and, and for the action and stuff. And so when he first started claiming he was he couldn't pull the trigger. I looked into it a little bit, and I just actually pulled some of my initial news appearances from the days after that event. And I came on and I said, look, I think they're going to find that this gun has to have the trigger pull. In fact, two things had to have happened with that particular gun. The, the, the hammer has to be pulled all the way back, and it locks it back in place. That A lot of people used to call that cocking the gun, right? The gun's cocked. Yep. And so that just means the hammer on the gun is, is in the locked back position, which means that very little pressure now has to be pulled. We call that single action almost. Very little pressure has to be pulled, put on the trigger to make that hammer fall forward. The hammer has a firing pin that hits the primer, which is the little round thing you see on the back of a bullet. That, that, that primer ignites the charge inside the bullet, forcing the bullet out the front of the barrel. And, and so you have to both cock the weapon consciously, pull that hammer back till it locks, and then you have to put pressure on the trigger for that gun to fire anything else any claim that that gun went off without those two things happening is just not supported by the physical evidence in the case so bobby let me ask you as uh as a retired fbi agent as an attorney somebody who obviously knows his way through an investigation and uh, and a criminal trial and what have you uh speculate here spitball if you don't mind is Alec Baldwin suitable to be charged with some sort of criminal action for this? 
Well, the first thing we, we know is there was no intent, right? And so right. a lot of times in murder cases, it's like you have intent. And, and so we, we, I don't think there's anybody that thinks that he intentionally killed someone in this case. But there is a statute called criminally, criminally negligent homicide. Right. And that is we, we, we know negligence happens. A lot of us are careless at different times for whatever reasons. But when negligence is so grossly acted and so it's so over the top bad, this that negligence has to be made into a criminal into a crime. And that's criminally negligent homicide. When you're so grossly negligent that it, it, your actions cause the death of another person, then you can be charged with a crime. So it's going to depend on the prosecutors out there, it's a discretionary call on their part. Do they think they have enough to prove the elements of criminally negligent homicide in this case against Alec Baldwin? And that, you know, they, I'm sure they're pouring over the statute because every statute has certain elements. Each state is different. So you have to look at the statute. You have to look at the elements that make up that crime. And can you prove each of those elements beyond a reasonable doubt? So I think they're mulling it over. Now, certainly, like I said earlier, he's going to try to say, even if he admits to some negligence, that the negligence on the part of the first assistant director who handed them gun and told them it wasn't loaded and the armorer who gave it to the first assistant director, although she claims he just took it off the table. Um, so there's there's two other people that kind of complicate where the majority of the negligence lies. And so I think that's going to be a litigated point if this ever goes to trial. In other words, if they if they charge Alec Baldwin with criminally negligent homicide, He's going to point at the other two and vice versa. They'll do the same thing if they're charged. So the, the prosecutors out there trying to figure if they can charge all three of them, probably, mm-hmm. or just one of them. But ultimately, like I said, any one of the three, had they done their proper job, That's right. would have prevented this, this incident, this death of, from happening. But ultimately, the person who had the gun in their hand when they pointed it at another person and pulled the trigger that took their life yeah. is ultimately responsible. I, 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 I know about you, Bobby. I, I look at some of his actions and, and the behavior of his wife, who's got her own issues uh, after all of this, you know, traveling through the Hamptons and telling us how difficult life is and coming out of some luxury store somewhere. And I, it just, I, I mean, the whole thing, the guy, to, to me, it just seems just, he seems delusional. He's just disconnected from the real world. You know, we see a lot of this, don't we, in, in, in you know, in Hollywood, in, in the, the celebrity idolization world that we live in, that we make, we put these people on such pedestals and we think they're these higher beings, you know, whether it's Justice Millette or, or, or Alec Baldwin or anybody else who has the, some notoriety or some fame in our society, we automatically kind of elevate them. And I think that elevation gets, goes to their heads sometimes and they think they're infallible and they think we're all supposed to just believe everything they say because they have all these adoring fans on social media telling them they're so great and they're they're without fault and stuff. And I think they start to believe their own PR after a while, and it becomes like this psychological defect that they think they can just say something and the rest of us are going to believe it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Listen, Bobby, number one, I, I do appreciate you making time for us. I really do. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And number two, uh, should folks go to BobbyChacon.com to learn a little bit more about you, maybe? 
Sure, sure. Absolutely. Bobby Chacon.com and Bobby Chacon FBI on both Twitter and Instagram. That's where they can find whatever the newest things I'm doing. I did a, uh, an audible project last year called After the Fall, which is about the FBI investigation into the 9-11 attacks, um, where, where you can hear from FBI agents who work the case and NYPD people who work the case. Um, on the ground, they speak directly to you in this project. It's a, it's on Audible, and you can hear directly from them. It's 17 episodes of, of what I think is very riveting storytelling from the people that actually lived the 9-11 investigation. Oh, my gosh. All right. So i, I got to be honest with you, man. I was unaware of that. I want to get you back to talk about that, if you would. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. That is Bobby Chacon. He is uh, retired from the FBI. He's an attorney. Uh, he's well, he's just a brilliant guy. And you figured that out already. Bobby We'll get him back to talk about that project on Audible. That sounds incredible. 545 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.